Let me tell you something about the people that you're depending on. They aren't who you think they are. They haven't got the power you think they do. They don't even have the expertise you think they do. Don't depend on people to take you into the future. Don't depend on anybody but God because only God can change the circumstances. But let me, let me tell you this, God can change. God could change the whole world. God could change everything. We need to put our confidence in God. He's the one that's got the power. I love I'll just close with this. I love Paul Harvey's stories. I love the, 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 his rest of the story dealies because I, I love history. And, and I love how he tells them. And, and, uh, and I remember reading one uh, uh, some years ago. This is a true story. It's about a little town called uh, Swan Quarter, North Carolina. And years and years ago, 100 years ago, as a matter of fact, uh, the little Methodists in this, uh, this little Methodist congregation in this, in this uh, town decided they wanted to build a church now, the Swan Quarter is a, is a uh, to this day, it's a kind of a lowland. And so they have some problem with flooding. It's about sea level. And, and the premium ground, of course, is the high ground. And so they picked out this, this plot of ground, at, you know, this vacant lot that they really wanted. And, and they, they tried to save up their money, and they went to the owner of it. And, and they, you know, they asked if they could buy it, and they told him how much money they had. And he thought he could do a lot better than that, so he just turned them away. Well, they were discouraged. But they, they, you know, counted up their money and they, and they bought another piece of property. This wasn't near, nearly as, as premium. It was much lower in elevation. But, but they thought if they built a church on pylons, like they do around here, you know, these houses are up on these little dealies. They thought if they built a church out there, it'd be okay. Well, they built this little beautiful little white frame thing, you see, a little wooden thing, and, uh, and got done with it and, and consecrated this church September 16th, 1876. That was on a Sunday. Three days later, a storm hit, the likes they had not seen in decades. And for a day and a half, just gray sheets of water came down. People went in their house, buttoned up their, their, their shutters. I mean, this storm blew roofs off. I mean, it was horrendous. And then on Thursday afternoon, the storm almost suddenly stopped. There was, there was an eerie calm. And people began to open up their shutters to see just vast water. Hardly any land could they see. The people who lived on Oyster Creek Road, when they opened up their shutters, they saw something they had never seen before or never would see again. They saw the Methodist church floating down the middle of the road. I mean, floating down. Well, there were several responsible citizens that wanted to go down. And so they waded through, you know, this waist-deep water with a current. And they tried to throw ropes on this thing. And they tried to anchor. They tried to moor it. But nobody was, was powerful enough. There wasn't anything powerful enough to stop it. So, so the thing just kept floating. Floating like it had a mind of its own toward the middle of town. <clears throat> it got to the middle of town. And for no reason at all just made a 90-degree turn and floated down that road. They followed it, you know. Out, followed it out to the edge of town, and this thing, again, inexplicably, veered off the road and set itself right in the middle of a vacant lot. Would you like to guess which vacant lot that was? It was the one that they tried to buy in the first place. The next day, 
the owner, with shaking hands, came and delivered the deed to that congregation. <laughs> Let me tell you something about God. He can do anything. He can do anything. And if you haven't given him the deed to your life, you need to do that. You need to trust in him for your future. We shall behold him in our future. We have a wonderful past. We've, we started off with, with, with great old hymns. I love those old hymns. But there's also some arrangements of the future that we're about to symbolize right now that are going to be a little bit different. They're going to be things we've, we've never heard before. They're kind of hard to keep up with. Like Quincy Jones' arrangement of the Hallelujah Chorus. But you know what? God's there too. Pray with me. God, help us to trust you. There is no other resource in this world that is adequate to lead us into the future. Only you, dear Lord Jesus. Only you that paid for our past. Only you that stands beside us in the present. Only you that will lead us into the future. Lord, we trust you. And we long to behold you both tomorrow and when you come again. We pray in your name. Amen. The sky shall unfold
we're going to do a traditional benediction, traditional for Northland anyway, where, where I will say, He is risen. And you will respond with, He is risen indeed. We'll do it three times, each with a little more volume and a little more intensity. But before we do that, let me remind you that we have a prayer team. Those folks will be right down on the right side of the sanctuary. And if during this message this morning you've realized that you need to experience the fact that God is alive and you need someone to pray with you about that, they would love to pray with you. So before you leave, come and pray with one of these members of the prayer team. He is risen. He is risen indeed. He is risen. He is risen indeed. He is risen. Amen. Go live in his peace. Thank you.